summary of the Sikha. At the beginning of the blessings, the brachas of this parsha, it said the Posik says, and I will turn to you, and I will make you fruitful, and I will make you many. So Rashi quotes the words, and I will turn to you, and he explains, I will turn from all my, all my business to pay your reward. What can this, this be compared to? To a king that hired workers, etc., as it's written in Torah's Kainan. That's the Rashi. So we have to understand a number of things about this Rashi. Why, why does Rashi need to say anything at all? What's wrong? What is not understood about I will turn to you and I will uh, give you blessings? And if there is something that needs explanation, what did he explain? He said, to someone who hired workers, etc. What does that explain? In fact, in Parsha Achri, where there is a similar Rashi in the negative, where Hashem says that if you will commit certain sins, I will turn to you, Rashi says the same thing, I will turn to you, I will turn away from everything else and turn to you, and he doesn't need a mushal to explain it. And in the mushal itself, why is it that a king that hired workers, anyone is capable of hiring workers, and, anybody, and many people do hire workers, why does it have to be a king? Then Rashi goes on to explain him the words Vifresi Eschem and I will make you fruitful. And he says, Bapiriya by being fruitful and multiplying. And then Vihirbesi Eschem, I will make you many, he explains as meaning Bakaima you will do so upright. You will be proud of who you are, not that you will have to do so bent over and in humility, but in a proud way. So this we also have to understand. Previously in Bereshis, when he talks about pru or vu, to explain the word pru or vu, he says that pru, which means to be fruitful, means that one person can give birth to one. It's possible that one should have one, and that would be the, uh, the cutoff. There would be no possibility to have more than one child. Therefore, urvu means you should have many children. Over here, he says... Fifresi, which is the same word as pru, means both, pru-urvu. So to explain this whole issue, all of these Rashis. In regards to Ufanisi Aleichem, if Ufanisi Aleichem is a general blessing, that Hashem says, I will turn from all my business, all my other business, and I will turn to you, and I will give you all these blessings then it comes out that this blessing is a general term blessing. I will turn from everything else that I do to give you blessings. And then he goes on to enumerate all kinds of great blessings that Hashem will give. But if that's the case, then this should have said at, been said at the beginning of the parsha, right after, if you will walk in my ways and you will do what I tell you, then I will turn away from everything and I will give you the following blessings. Or at the very end, after having enumerated all the blessings, he would say, I will turn away from everything and give you all these blessings. But the fact that this blessing comes in the middle of the specific blessings, we must say that this too is a specific blessing, and not just a general term blessing. Therefore Rashi says that no, although we have this question, it still means the same thing. I will turn from everything else and in order to pay your reward. 
in order to explain then why is it in the middle of the parsha, for that he brings the mashal, the mashal of as will be explained soon. So to explain the mashal, it says that if a king hires workers, so the question immediately comes, why is it necessary for a king who has control of the whole country and everybody has to do his bidding, whatever he wants he gets, why does he have to hire workers? Isn't everybody in the country obligated to do whatever he needs them to do? Why does he have to pay people for this? So therefore we must say that this is not talking about the type of work that a regular citizen is obligated to do. We're talking about the, a kind of a job which citizens are not required to do because this is more an extraordinary job, something way beyond what citizenry, ordinary citizens are obligated to do for the country and for the king. Similar to what we say in the Nimshol, in so every Jew is obligated to do all the mitzvahs. But in Rashi says, doesn't mean regular doing, just doing, studying Torah. It means amelim b'Torah. It means that you will, you will diligently, you will put a lot of work into your study of Torah. That's more than is required from a Jew on a regular basis. So therefore, since we're talking about the kind of work which is extraordinary, which is not obligatory from the, the uh, citizens to do for the king or for the yidden to do for Hashem, therefore for that kind of work, for that kind of dedication, an extraordinary type of reward is also required. So just by saying the beginning of the marshal, a marshal for a king that hired workers, we already understand this concept, how this is different than regular reward. Which explains why Ufanisi Alechma will turn away from everything else to pay a reward comes in the middle of the parsha and not at the beginning or at the end. Since a yid fulfilling Torah mitzvahs can now be divided into two separate categories, the ones which are obligatory and then the amailing the Torah, the fact that their person takes on much more than they're ordinarily required to do. So there is going to be two types of reward as well. There is the regular reward, the nasati gishmechem beitam. I will give you rain in its proper time, and so on. All the some many of the other blessings, and then comes the second category. I will turn away from everything else that I do in order to pay attention to give you the reward that you that you deserve. That is a much higher standard of reward. Why is that? For the first type of reward for regular type for regular dedication to Torah and Mitzvahs, you can't say that Hashem will turn away from everything else to pay attention to this, because there are other people, even Goyim, which also deserve reward. They too need to be rewarded for the kind of dedication that they have. So you can't say that Hashem will say, I will turn away from everything else to reward you. They also deserve reward. How could He turn away from them? to pay ordinary reward. Whereas when we talk about the kind of dedication that comes, that is expressed in the words over there, non-Jews are not in that category, even though it's a, there is a possibility that there should be which do deserve extraordinary reward because they do much better than the regular, but certainly not on the level of a Yid's and therefore over there it's possible to say that for this kind of reward, nobody else is included in this. For this, 
he turns away from everything else, all other rewards for anyone else, and he dedicates himself, he puts all of his intention on the Yidin that fulfill this kind of dedication. This also explains why Rashi says that Fifresi does not mean simply Pru, and Hirbesi means Ravu, but that Fifresi itself includes both. In what way? You can't say that Vifresi, Virbesi simply talks about Pru or Vu, because that, any Goy can have many children. That is something that Hashem has already implanted into nature, that one person can have many, many children, and therefore this wouldn't be an extraordinary blessing for a Yid that is so dedicated that he can have many children. Any Goy can have many children, Lahabdu. What then does it mean? So Rashi says, that in the Pru itself, which Rashi still maintains, means one can have one child. Pru could mean that you have one child. But there is such an extraordinary blessing in that, that from having one child, that child is able to have many, many, can go on forever. It could go on for generation after generation. There could be multitudes that will come from one child. One, as we see by Yitzchak, Hashem says to Tavram, the Arba Zarai, and I will make his children many, the Etin Loi Es Yitzchak, and I will give him a child Yitzchak. Yitzchak was one child. Hashem gave Avram one child, and he says, through this I will give him many children. What does that mean? That from Yitzchak, one child, came the whole Jewish nation. Millions and millions and millions of people. That's the kind of extraordinary blessing that Rashi says comes from the Hirbesi. From, sorry, from. Uh, the Ephrasi. So if the Ephrasi already means many, many children, so what does Vibesi mean? So Rashi says it means a not a um, a Kamos type of a blessing that there will be many children, because that's already included in the previous word, but in Echus, that it also be in a way that we do it proudly, we don't have to hide it, we don't have to be, um, you know, sort of stay out of the public eye. The Kaimas Kufa, we can do it in a proud way. What does Rashi mean with the word I will turn away from all of my involvements. What, why is it in order to pay your reward? He doesn't say I will turn away from all my other involvements to be involved in this. It would seem from that that paying the reward for this kind of dedication is not called Asik of Hashem. He's turning away from all of his Asik in order to do this. Is this not part of Hashem's uh, involvement, that he should pay this kind of reward for this kind of dedication? So this can be explained the way we understand from in Chassidus. When you say the word Eisek, Eisek means something which someone is involved in which is outside of himself. When you get involved in something outside of your own self, that's called an Eisek. When a person is involved with himself, that's not called Eisek. And the same is true here. Hashem the whole creation is called an asik to Hashem. It's something that involves something outside of himself, as is well known. But when he talks about himself, his atmos, his essence, that's not called an asik. So any other reward that he's involved in, that's called asik, because when a person serves Hashem within the realm of creation, he doesn't go outside of his normal um, self, and he serves Hashem within the context of creation, then Hashem pays him back 
through a rewarding him within the context of creation. That's called an asik, something outside of himself. This kind of reward where a person steps out of what he's normally accustomed to and he's a malin, he's putting a lot of effort into it, he steps out of himself, then Hashem responds by also stepping out of his asik, in other words, getting, going into himself, dedicating himself from within Hashem, this is no longer an asik. This is nothing outside of himself anymore. This is the kind of reward where Hashem connects to the, his essence, to the essence of the Yid, who served him with his essence. Another point that the Rebbe makes. Generally, every created being is a makabal, a receiver, a recipient. Why? Because a created being means he was created by something who gave him life, who gave him creation. So everything in creation is by definition a recipient. The uh, mashpia means somebody who gives. Who can be a mashpia? There's only one true mashpia. That is the essence of Hashem Himself. There is nothing that He receives from anywhere else. Everything is given. So He is the ultimate mashpia. That's the true essence of a mashpia. So when a Yid serves Hashem only what he was commanded to do, in other words, he received the command and fulfills it, he still remains as a Makabal. He received the command and therefore, and therefore did it. But when a Yid goes beyond what he was commanded and he reaches into his own essence, into his own powers, and he does more than he's required to do, then he becomes, takes on a certain uh, essence of a Mashpia too. He becomes a Mashpia in that way. Through this, he connects to the essence of mashpia, which is atzmos, and he becomes a mashpia too. So it reveals the yid's connection to the essence, because he became a mashpia, and therefore the reward to him comes also through atzmos. From atzmos ufanisi, I will turn away from everything else in order to pay attention to you. And this is also why the, uh, spe- the, the specific bracha that Hashem gives in connection with this is that I will make you fruitful and, and many is because having children, that is a, in a revealed way the way a person can be a mashpia. That is the best example of a, a person being a mashpia is to have children. That is similar to creative powers. And therefore, that's, the where, that's where the blessing is expressed. And this explains also why the blessings are expressed as material rewards. Because one could reasonably ask the question, we're talking about a Yid that is connecting to the very essence of Hashem. That's what the result is, that he has material rewards? Is that really what he's interested in? Is that what it accomplishes, that you can get to material rewards? But the answer is, if we were talking about revelations, not the essence, but the way Hashem reveals Himself into the world, and we would reach an infinite state of that revelation, then there would be no possibility for it to be expressed in physical things, because infinite has no ability to express itself in the finite, and therefore this could only be translated as spiritual rewards, because it's infinite, infinite cannot be expressed in the finite, in the physical. Since we're talking about it connecting to the essence of Hashem, the essence is not limited by being infinite either. It can be finite and infinite at the same time. And therefore, even though we're talking about the infinite and even deeper than infinite, Atmos, it can be expressed in material blessings. That's because it comes from Atmos. 
But because the Aveda is of a Yid is in this perfect way that he's connecting to the essence of Hashem itself, therefore, as the end of the Pasha says, Va'eilach Eschem Kaimamius, I will lead you upright. And it says Kaimamius in a, in a, not in a singular, but in a multiple expression, from which we learn that the Kaimamius, the structure of, so to speak, of Hashem, and the structure of the Yidin becomes one Kaima, one united Kaima, and Hashem says, and it's uh, the Yidin and Hashem alone together as one.